Hello, Welcome everyone. I'm Erin McCoy, show, and welcome to the Real Estate Talk Show, your source for all things real estate, show, right, for all things real estate and more. Here, Mark if you haven't already done so, you can follow us on Twitter at Real Estate Talk Show or Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Oh, yes, we do. Thank you, Erin. It's so nice to be here. So, of course, we get the opportunity to read your newsletter, and we're going to tell our listeners they must do the same. Mark, they can get access to your newsletter by visiting markwiseletter.com. Excellent. Okay, so this is coming directly from that. This topic that you had mentioned is seven things to remember when choosing a closing date. So, of course, the first one you identify is do not choose a Friday at the end of the month. Oh, this is the worst day in lawyers' offices. Friday, (laughs) the end of the month. Everybody's going crazy. Too many deals. Checks going in, out, banks, etc. And the problem is buyers think it's just going to be an easy closing on Friday and we got the moving trucks ready on Saturday or Sunday. We're golden. Well, what happens, especially when you're buying and selling on the same day? It's very possible you're not going to have time to close your purchase and you're going to need an extension. If you need an extension, now you can't close till Monday. Worse, long weekend, you can't close till Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And, and if you can't close, you've got all those costs with your moving trucks, etc. And if you can't close, you can't get in. And that's why you should try to avoid Friday's end of month closing. So, Mark, how often does this happen? Oh, you'd be surprised. It's, uh, you know, in busy offices, it happens a lot. And that's why you try to close these deals a little bit early mm. to avoid it. Now, sometimes if we anticipate problems, we will already be negotiating with other lawyers a few days in advance. So, oh, so what, what happens just in case? Can we make some alternate arrangements? And typically, speaking, as long as we have the money, proof that we have the money available Friday afternoon, between the lawyers, we can work it out so that the buyer can get in late Friday night and we'll register the deal, maybe Monday or Tuesday. It's very stressful, you know, and if you've got moving trucks waiting at six o'clock, seven o'clock, you're not in there. It's very stressful. That's why I say let's try to avoid Friday, end of month closing. So, Mark, you've always looked after me. And at the end of the day, I would normally come in well in advance to sign my paperwork. So you've kind of got everything done. And then really the rest is up to you. Is that not the norm? Well, no, because you see the money is not coming into your account until the day of closing. And so you see the bank's not going to give you the money in advance because, you know, you've got to pay interest on the money. So sometimes, especially when you're dealing, let's say, with certain trust companies, I may not even see the money until four o'clock in the afternoon. So you and I have done our due diligence. We've done what we've needed, but we're just sitting back and waiting. We're just waiting for money. And it's not so simple. Money has to come into my account. I got to go to the bank, got to get checks, got to get them into other lawyers' accounts, and banks start closing early too. And so you see, a lot of people just aren't aware of that. They think it's just easy. You press a few buttons, but it's not. And that's why, you know, when you close things a little bit earlier, it's not as busy and you could chase down money and you can get deals done. All right. Does the same apply for the first day of the month and also the 15th? I mean, stay away from those typical standards? For me, stay away from Fridays. <laughs> stay away from Fridays, you know, because that's when every, you know, people want to leave early on Fridays. You should be out Friday. having fun on Friday, yeah, right? No just closings. Just stay away from Fridays. Right, yeah. Okay, leave Friday for the fun day. Right. No closings. All right, how about this? Close your deal on a Wednesday is your number two. You that's, like Wednesdays. That's why I like Wednesdays because, <laughs> you know, typically they're not as busy and worse comes to worse. You're just pushing over a deal one day, you know, to the Thursday. And it's so much easier to deal with legal offices because they're not as busy. You can do the negotiations. You can figure it out earlier in the day. That's why I say close on Wednesday. Okay, so listeners out there, remember Wednesday closing. Fantastic day, according to Mark. Now, sellers, you need to plan to be out of your home by 3 p.m. on the closing day. That's your number three. That's right. You see, a lot of people think that they can stay in their house and move out till like 10 o'clock at night. It doesn't work that way. As soon as title is transferred to the buyer, 
which is we do by electronic means, you got to be out of the house. Now, in the normal course, when things are not crazy, titles are transferred by between two and three o'clock. And that's when the seller has to be out. There was a case where the seller stayed till nine o'clock because he just couldn't get out. The buyer incurred an extra $1,100 in moving costs. Mm. The seller had to pay because he was not out in time when the deal closed. So that's the warning to the seller. Plan to be out earlier. Many of my sellers are out by noon. Some are out even before the deal closes. They just get out the day before. What about Mark specifying on your agreement of purchase and sale? Is that possible or no? If you want to stay later. See, the agreement says... You cannot close later than six o'clock, but it doesn't mean you close at six o'clock because you have to close when title changes. So if you're a seller and you know you're going to need till 10 o'clock to get out, then you got to add a clause that says it doesn't matter when we close. We're allowed to stay in the house until 10 p.m. Okay. Then you, that's how you protect yourself. And you can put it in there even if you're just, you know, worried about this happening, right? It's just a, it's yeah. a safeguard, couldn't you? Yeah, you could always put, look, if both sides agree, yeah, you can good. stay there. That's what I mean. So number four of your seven things to remember when choosing a closing date is if you are buying and selling a home in the same time period, close your purchase two days early and get bridge financing to assist you. This is a real problem for people because a lot of people think we're going to buy and sell on the same day and everything's going to go great. They hire the moving truck for seven in the morning. The moving truck comes to your house packs you up 12 o'clock you call the lawyer where are my keys i have the movers and the lawyer says i haven't closed yet because i'm waiting for the money from your sale to close your purchase when am i going to get my keys well if you're (laughs) lucky you'll get them at six o'clock but remember if you don't get them because your deal gets delayed now you're in trouble so imagine you're paying movers Six extra hours, that's a hell of a lot more money than a couple hundred dollars in interest if you just close your purchase a couple of days early, move in slowly, close your sale a couple of days later. It's so much, much stress. Easier, and you yeah. know yourself, when you're packing fast, that's when things break. Yeah. When you do things slowly, things don't break. So imagine how much money you're going to save. And let's talk about how easy is bridge financing. It's really not that hard. Like you do have to go to your bank, but typically as long as you can show the bank that you sold your home yeah. and you're going to have the money, they'll give you the money two days early to do your deal. How about number five of the seven things to remember when choosing a closing date? Sellers, remember that you must turn the house over in broom-swept condition, which means no garbage. That's right. Most careful agents put in that clause that says that the house has to be turned over in broom-swept condition. And that means no junk. No junk in the house, no junk in the garage. Because if you leave junk and the buyer has to come and pay somebody to remove it or clean it up, they can charge the seller with that amount. Be decent about yeah. this. You know, it's it. you should have pride in your home and you want to turn it over in a nice way to your buyer. Well, it, it's one of those things that I'm kind of the one that cleans the house before the cleaning lady comes. It is that sense of pride. And when you're moving, I not only have the home so beautifully cleaned and professionally cleaned, I might add, but I've got the greeting gifts and the fridge full of stuff and, you know, toiletries there for them and flowers. And I mean, it's just, that's a representation of you. And these people have now bought your home that you've loved and you never know, you'll run into them again or possibly. You don't want them saying that you're a slob and that you didn't take care and having bad things to say about you. Look, you'd be amazed though at how some people take advantage. You know, they give the wrong keys and they don't care. And, and, you know, because they're just running away. But it's also very important 
is inspect your home just before closing. Visit the house very close to closing so you can see whether or not the seller is cleaning up properly. And if you see the place is a mess two days before closing, speak to your lawyer. Maybe hold back a little bit of money if possible because you can already see that the place is going to be left a mess. What a great idea, Mark. And that's something you can put right in the offer once again is that you can have a further visit. Yes, make that visit very close to closing Closing. so you can see what's going on. I love that. Okay, number six of the seven things to remember when choosing a closing date, buyers should not plan to move in until late in the day or the day after closing. For the reasons we said earlier, don't hire that moving truck early in the morning because you don't know when your deal's going to close. 6 p.m. might mean 6 p.m. because if the money comes late from the bank, lawyers can't close the deal. You don't want to be paying movers. Best thing is get in on the day of closing, check everything, make sure that nothing's broken, and then move in the next day. Okay, very good. How about number seven? Even if you are not moving in on the day of closing, buyers must make sure to get in and check the condition of the home on the day of closing. That's correct. You see, every real estate agreement has a clause that says that the seller warrants that everything's going to be working when you move in. But he doesn't give a warranty like you buy in the store that goes past closing for like months and months and months. So let's say you don't move in for a week and you say, oh, I'll go in a week. And you go in in a week and all of a sudden things are broken. The seller's going to say, well, I don't know. It was working when it closed. It's not my fault. It must have happened for you. That's why you got to get in, even if you're not moving. Get in on the day of closing. Check everything. If something's broken, speak to your lawyer. Get that letter out so that you can, if necessary, sue them after closing if they don't do the right thing and fix it. Mark, what an amazing amount of tips here for our listeners. And of course, I learn something every time you come in here. But they're not just what you would say common sense. These are things that you do in day and out. You've seen the the worst. You've seen the best. You really are trying to help people save both time and money and most importantly, grief and the risk of having to have a a lawsuit or somehow having to hire somebody because they didn't do what they needed to do. Yeah. And I'm also doing this for myself, Aaron, because I have to tell you, when I get a call from a buyer at seven o'clock on the night of closing, they are not calling to say, we love love you. Thank you for being our (laughs) lawyer. Okay. They're calling because the house is a mess. It's a disaster. And of course it's my fault. So you see, that's why I want people to do this checking so that they won't have to call their lawyers screaming and yelling on the night of closing. Well, I can tell you firsthand, Boya Bora, listeners love you. We get so much great feedback. And of course, we love having you on this show. So we'll see you again next time. Thanks, Aaron. Well, I want to thank all of our expert guests today, but I also want to thank all of you for taking the time to hang out with us. And remember, if you have real estate questions, well, we want to hear them. So visit realestatetalkshow.ca or call our help desk anytime at 844-ASK-RETS. That's 844-ASK-RETS.